before we get started in Matthew chapter 7, let me read you a story. The great architect Frank Lloyd Wright was given the challenge of building the Imperial Hotel in Tokyo, one of the most earthquake-prone cities in the world. Wright's investigation showed that a solid foundation could be floated on a 60-foot layer of soft mud underlying the hotel, which would provide a shock-absorbing but solid support for the immense building. Shortly after the hotel was completed, it withstood the worst earthquake in 52 years, while lesser buildings fell in ruins around it. We're going to be thinking about what it takes to have a foundation, and what does that foundation give us or, or provide for us, and what are the outcomes of having such a firm foundation? Today, God wants you to demonstrate a walk that is worthy of Him. That's kind of one of my things that uh, kind of emphasizes my life, is having a walk that's worthy of Him. I talk about this a lot. I've got a Bible study that I've created and designed around this kind of idea. Walking worthy of the calling with which we were called, and why is this so important? Well, as we think about walking worthy of Him, there's three ways to demonstrate a worthy walk. And we're going to be going around the scriptures and we're going to look at these different ways. The first way, Matthew chapter 7, which is why I had you turn there earlier. Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27, when Jesus teaches us about foundations. Second way, as we learn about this foundation that Jesus is going to share with us. Hey, good morning, Jeff and Cheryl. It's good to see you guys. As we think about this foundation that Jesus is going to provide to us, as we think to ourselves... Hey, BJ, good morning. How do I know that I have this firm foundation? Jesus is going to make a big deal about it in Matthew chapter 7, but how do I know? So we're going to look at Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 this morning. We'll, we'll get a little better, a little deeper understanding there. And then thirdly, the third way to demonstrate a worthy walk, uh, Philippians chapter 3, verses 12, 13, and 14 be the third way to demonstrate a worthy walk. So we're going to get into this this morning. We're going to look at all these different scriptures, and we're going to start Matthew chapter 7. Let's read Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 24. Therefore, Jesus says, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. So Jesus teaches us a little something about foundations, which is why I shared that story earlier about foundations and how important it is to have such a foundation in our lives. I don't know about you, but my life has been characterized by one beat down after another. Maybe you've had similar beat downs in your life. You've had things not go your way. You've had things happen unexpectedly. You've had issues arise that you didn't anticipate. Things happen that were perhaps out of your control. Things happen that you never expected in a million years would have ever happened. The rains came and beat down on your life. The winds are howling. Will your house stand? Will you survive the things that life is going to throw at you? 
many of us do not pass these kinds of tests. We begin to think such as, oh, woe is me. Why does this always happen to me? My life sucks. We end up getting depressed. We end up with anxieties. We end up with all kinds of problems. We end up on medications and we have to do all kinds of crazy stuff. We end up thinking that we have to start pleasing people. We end up thinking that our life is miserable and we're no longer good enough. We feel like we're failures. and Life just gets out of control real quick when these rains and these winds start to blow onto our lives. And Jesus tells us how firm our foundation needs to be to weather these storms. Hey, Shirley, good morning. I'm glad you found me. I'm glad I found you. So Jesus tells us that we need to have our lives built on a firm foundation. Now that foundation needs to be Him. The foundation isn't in other people. The foundation of our life isn't found in the approval of people. The foundation of our life isn't found in our careers, our jobs, money, romance, relationships in that sense. The foundation that we need to have in our life to weather the storms of life is Jesus Himself. He says, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. So Jesus has been teaching us for a while now as we read through Matthew. He's been teaching us this Sermon on the Mount, one lesson after another, one saying after another. He's trying to teach us and educate us on how to live lives that are worthy of the calling with which we were called. And it's not enough to just hear these sayings of Jesus. We need to do them. We need to be people that are involved in understanding what he has to say to us. And does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock, on a firm foundation, a foundation that is able to weather storms, a foundation that is able to rise up and meet challenges. When life doesn't go your way, what will you do? Will you run to someone else, something else? Are you going to run to Jesus and find the hope for this life in Him. To demonstrate a worthy walk, we need to demonstrate better choices. We have all kinds of choices to make in this life. We can choose to feel unappreciated. We can choose to feel not good enough. We can choose to feel like I'm not worthy. We can choose the idea that we need to find fulfillment in lusts and satisfactions. We can choose all of these things. Hey, good morning, Julie. We choose in this life the things that we're going to do. How we're going to respond to what's going to happen to us. I've heard before that life is about... Oh, 10% what happens to you and 90% what you're going to do about it. If you just want to give up and retreat, you can make that choice. You sure can. But Jesus says the wise person builds his life on the solid rock foundation that is him. When the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. You ever see people that stand up tall and they just nothing ever seems to bother them? They're able to get through life well. They have skill in living. They're the kinds of people that you just want to emulate. You know, I say, what's your secret? How do you do that? What are you doing that I'm not doing? 
I suspect these are the kinds of people who have their roots planted deep into the person of Jesus Christ. They look to Him for fulfillment. They look to Him for success. Not to other people, not their business, not a company, not a plan, not a person, but to Jesus. A foolish person, however, will build their house on the sand. A not very firm foundation, I mind you. A foundation that slides away, a foundation that has no bearing to it, a foundation that's not going to sustain. When something comes along, it's not going to take a very hard rain and we're going to find this house slid down, gone forever, out of here. And so many of us find that to be very true. Something happens to us, it could be very minor, and all of a sudden, boom, we're just off the handle. Life has no more meaning anymore. I don't know what I'm going to do. I need this, I need this. Where is this at? They look for all kinds of recreational things to try to get them out of a slump. Why? Because their house has been shaken off its sandy foundation, and they're looking for something else to prop it back up. You know as well as I do that they ain't going to find it because it's only found in Jesus. And if they'd have had their foundation in Jesus in the first place, they wouldn't need to have any of these other things anyway. So how do we know if we have our foundation built firm? How do we know what we can plant our house, as it were, on? What does that look like? Well, we need to demonstrate better character. We need to demonstrate better character. We need to first demonstrate better choices in this life, and then we need to demonstrate better character. And we're going to look at Romans chapter 12, if you'll turn there with me. Romans chapter 12. It's in my Bible somewhere. I'm sure it's in yours as well. Page 1,617, Jeff. Romans chapter 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He starts off by saying, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. Whenever you see the word therefore, you always have to ask yourself, what is it therefore? He just got done with 11 chapters of the book of Romans telling us all about the mercies of God and salvation and how, how what Jesus has done relates to us and how we can have that in our own lives, how we can receive what Jesus has done to us and through us. How does this all relate to different aspects of our lives? What does all of this mean? And he talks about our sin, he talks about justification by faith, he talks about how it relates to Israel, and he talks about all kinds of stuff. And he gets done with all of those things, 11 very deep, probably the deepest theology in, in the Bible. 11 chapters of Romans. And if you understand what those 11 chapters mean, he says, therefore I beseech you, brethren. If you understand that stuff, if your foundation is found in those 11 chapters of the book of Romans, this is what you need to do. And he's going to talk to us about our character. Jesus talked to us about our choices. We need to make better choices. Because sometimes we don't make the best choice in life. We don't choose Jesus like we're supposed to. 
But now, if we have made the right choice, and Jesus truly is genuinely our foundation, and we're going to plant ourselves on him, we're going to rest in him, we're going to trust in him, and he's our foundation, now the next step, as we demonstrate a worthy walk, is to choose to have better character. We need to demonstrate better character. Now, what does that look like? What does a better character look like? He says, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. A sacrifice is something that you give to someone or something else for some reason. In the Old Testament, they sacrificed all kinds of animals for their sins. They were supposed to do that. They were commanded to give away a goat, for example, for their sins. So you now are the sacrifice. You are a living sacrifice because you're not dead. You are the living sacrifice. You're supposed to give yourself up to God as a result of what he's given up for you. You, your opinions, your desires, your will, all of it gone. Doesn't matter anymore. What does matter is what God thinks. Mm -hmm. What does God think about issues? What does God say about the culture? What does God say is important? What does God say you need to do? What does God think about different issues? How would God respond to what's going on in your life? You need to sacrifice yourself. You need to be a holy, living sacrifice unto God, doing whatever it is He wants you to do. No longer what you want to do. Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. He calls this a reasonable service. This isn't asking too much out of you. This isn't you going above and beyond when you say, oh, I don't know if I can do this for God. I mean, this is just a little too much for me. I'm just not sure if I like this anymore. I'm not sure. Oh, man, you're just, uh, oh, but maybe today I will. We're not asking you to build a rocket ship and fly to the moon here. What we're asking you to do, what Paul's asking you to do, what God is commanding you to do is reasonable. In fact, this is probably the minimum. Yeah. A lot of times we like to do little things throughout the week. We'll go to church one time. We'll go to church one, one, once a month sometimes. Over the course of many, many years, I've seen somebody will just go to church once a month. Oh, man, and that's just kind of the thing. And they're, you know, whew, it's asking a lot. <laughs> All these things, you presenting yourself as a living sacrifice, this is the minimum. This is like the minimum buy-in here. This isn't the maximum. This is, the, this is what's reasonable. And a lot of people struggle with doing just what's the reasonable here. If you want to demonstrate that you're walking worthy of the Lord, I suspect you're probably going to desire to go above and beyond the reasonable. What do you think? If you wanted to be a good employee at your workplace, getting there at 7.55 or 7.59 and 55 seconds for your 8 o'clock shift, is that, yes, you are on time, that's true. I would recommend being there a little earlier than that, though. You know, doing the bare minimum, I, yes, you are on time, but do we want to demonstrate worthy walks of Jesus, or do we want to demonstrate walks that barely qualify? <laughs> I guess you have to make that choice. Back to choice. What does your character say about 
the choices that you're making. What does your character say about your ability to follow through with what God wants you to do? Your character is going to demonstrate your walk with the Lord. He says, and do not be conformed to this world. A lot of us want to be conformed to this world. Oh, the culture says I need to do this, or the culture says I need to do that, or, or this is what I need to do, or, or wow, everybody else is doing this, or wow, everybody else is jumping off that bridge. Maybe I need to jump off that bridge too. Do not be conformed to this world. I don't care what's on TV. I don't care what's popular on the movies. I don't care what the number one song is right now. None of that stuff really matters. You know what does matter? What God thinks about those things. If the number one song on the Billboard charts is an absolute abomination to God, maybe you shouldn't listen to it. I don't care if it is the number one song right now. If the number one movie in America is an offense to God, maybe you shouldn't watch it. I don't care if it is number one at the box office. If it's an offense to God, don't be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Make a different character. You need to choose this day whom you're going to serve. Are you going to serve America and do what it says and listen to the movies or listen to the songs just because they're number one or go to the movies just because they're number one? Are you going to watch the, just because it's number one on Netflix, that must mean it honors God? Is this what we're up against here? Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed you need to think differently. you got to rewire what's going on up here, and God will do that for you if you ask Him. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You can do this. This is possible. Now, it might be difficult. You might need God's help, but that's okay. I think He'll help you. I'm pretty sure He will. Do you want to have a walk that demonstrates how thankful you are for what Jesus has done for you? Or are you just looking for the minimum buy-in here? What is the minimum amount i got to do to get this guy off my back? <laughs> is that how you approach Christianity? Or do you approach your Christian life as, boy, I just can't wait to get up and serve God today. What can I do to demonstrate my love and devotion for Him today? And you do it all day long. Your feet hit the floor and the devil says, oh boy, they're up today. Oh man, you need to decide. You need to make that choice. What is your character saying about you as you demonstrate your walk with the Lord? But that's not all. There's one more. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12, 13, and 14. Because as we continue through, it, through this, Jesus talked to us about our foundation and how we need to have such a firm foundation. We need to have a foundation that rests in Him. And as we think about having that foundation, what does that foundation look like? It's found in the contents of Romans chapter 11 and how salvation and justification by faith and all that stuff works together. And as you're now living your life with making better choices, showing a proven character, you're now going to demonstrate better class. The class of your life is going to just be better. You're going to look better, you're going to feel better, you're going to act better. Just your class is just going to be completely different. You're going to have a completely different mindset. Go with me to Philippians chapter 3. Because you're now going to have new goals, new ambitions, new desires, new interests. Your future thinking is going to be changed. You're no longer thinking about 
today, you're going to be thinking about that upward call to the prize that's found in Jesus Christ. Let's read these couple verses here. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Do you look forward to that time when you're going to get to heaven and, and our inheritance is going to be there, our salvation will be finished up there, we're going to be able to spend eternity with God in heaven up there, and everything's going to be finished and done. Are you looking forward to that? Is your, does your life demonstrate just a better class? You're just changed. You're just somebody who focuses differently. You're somebody who thinks differently. You're somebody that operates differently. You're no longer resting on a foundation of sand. You've got a foundation that's found in Jesus. Your choices are better. You've got a character that's found in serving God and living as a, as a sacrifice to Him and doing what He wants you to do and, and meeting His expectations, and not somebody else's expectation, but His expectation. And you're living a life that's looking forward. You've set your, your sights on things above, not on things of this earth. And you are ready for what Jesus has for you because you're going to forget about everything that's past. You're going to forget about all those mistakes that you've made because you've probably made mistakes. I've made mistakes. Things have not always gone right for me. We've made mistakes in our life. Are you going to forget about them? Are you going to let go of the past? Are you going to let go of what happened before? You're going to let it all go. Don't remember it anymore. We're not going to bring it up. We're not going to stew about it or dwell on it. It's over. And that's okay. And we're going to press forward to what Jesus has for us in the future. We're going to press on towards that upward calling, that prize that's found in Jesus Christ. As you do that, you will demonstrate a walk that is worthy of Him. As soon as you get bogged down with this stuff, you kind of lost it. So put a smile on your face. Think about what's coming. Forget about everything that's behind and let your face glow with what's coming in the future because you have a walk that is on full demonstration for everybody to see that you're living for Jesus and nothing else.